Welcome to the Birds Up Podcast, brought to you by the UTSA Alumni Association. We are your source on what's going on at the university, the Alumni Association, and all things Runner Nation. Because now and forever, we are Roadrunners. 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 to another episode of the Birds Up Podcast, part of the UTSA Alumni Association, a podcast by runners for runners, and I am your host, Drew Addison, and with me as always is my beautiful wife, Yvonne. How are you today? Doing great. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> as, as she's answering emails, as we're trying no. to, to get this done. Yeah. I, look, I get it. We all have to multitask these days. I'm just looking at something on my calendar. Jeez, <laughs> man. Call me out and everything. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. Well, hey, it's it been an incredible last couple of weeks. We're coming off a really wild win against Western Kentucky in football. Had a nice bye week. And we, Yvonne and I were watching football throughout the weekend. And uh, she's like, man, UTSA's not playing this weekend. I was actually pretty thankful for that. A little less <laughs> yeah. stress. Your, your, your exact words were like, that means we're undefeated. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was a, it was a good weekend. So one less yeah. thing to stress about. But in today's episode, uh, I'm really, really excited about this one, mostly because I do have experience in playing with the club. But uh, today we welcome UTSA Rugby Coach Peter Lewis and two 2022 American College Rugby All-American Rugby players, fly half Caleb Akerson, Class of 2021 in Public Administration, and prop David Phillips, Class of 2020 of the Alvarez College of Business and 2022 MBA. UTSA also had two more All-Americans in Adrian Mata and Detavion Shelvin. So really incredible. We have four All-Americans that came out of last season. That's it's awesome. awesome. It Yay. is awesome. So much growth has happened since I, I played for UTSA. And Coach Lewis was my coach during my time. And I have to tell you, in playing with the club, gaining experience from not just from a sports perspective, but from a camaraderie, a brotherhood, and then also really kind of keeping me in line to make sure that I, I kept my grades where they needed to be. The amount of work that they do of putting UTSA in the forefront and being really a dominating force within the Texas Lone Star Conference is, is really great to see. And they've had some really, really amazing things that have happened over the years. UTSA Rugby is two times sevens rugby national qualifier. In the 2022 D1-2A 15s national playoffs in Lawrence, Kansas, UTSA took third place. And in 2022, they also had five players listed on the D1 to a national player watch list. They're also a constant supplier of talent to Lone Star Rugby Conference International All-Star Touring side, which goes to countries like the Cayman Islands, Jamaica, Canada, and New Zealand, which I was lucky enough to be part of that touring side that went to New Zealand mm -hmm. and represent Texas, the United States, and most importantly, UTSA while we're over there. So yeah. not to say that that our record reflected well when we went over there. <laughs> I learned a lot real quick yeah. uh, in those uh, couple of weeks that I was there. But give the episode a listen, learn more about the sport of rugby and what it means for these students really doing an incredible amount for the university and themselves. This is a club sport and everything that they do is, is out of pocket, you know, so give the episode a listen and we will be back shortly on updates and things that are happening at the university and the UTSA Alumni Association. And we'll be back in a bit. Birds up. Birds up. Beep, beep. All right, so it's been multiple episodes that you've heard me make mention of UTSA Rugby. And after so many questions from alumni and listeners like yourselves of where do we find UTSA Rugby? I didn't even know that UTSA had a rugby team. Yes, there's men's and women's rugby at UTSA. Today, I love to welcome Coach Peter Lewis, alumni and former players, Caleb Ackerson and David Phillips. David, are you done or do you have one more season to go? No, I'm done now. I just had a couple classes left up to finish my master's degree, but... 
I've been playing at UTSA for what about six years. Six now? years, <laughs> too long. Too six long. years, it's, it's incredible. Long time, so I'm done now. Well, <laughs> yeah. it is really exciting, and I'm really pumped to have Coach Lewis on the podcast as well. He was my coach, and I always look back on the times between the yelling and the running of the camaraderie that was built amongst the team. And Coach, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, man. A few words. Yeah. <laughs> Get him out of the rugby field. It's a little bit different. Yeah. But let's go ahead and start with the history of UTSA rugby. Before we hit record, we were talking a little bit about what year did it start. During my time, I'd really only spent a couple of seasons, maybe, with UTSA. And at the time, I'd known a few of the alumni that played and put a lot of work into building the club. UTSA rugby started around the inaugural season of UTSA football. So there is a little bit of a history there. Coach Lewis, you've been around since 2012 with UTSA and is purely a volunteer job. For sure. Your history in playing rugby is extensive as well. Mm -hmm. What was your start in rugby? I started in college when I was about 19 at Kansas State University. Came out of high school football like so many other guys and wanted something to do and had mentioned it one time. My roommate had a friend that was on the rugby team, so he told me about it. And as they say, the rest is history. Once I was out, I was hooked. I kind of grew up around the rugby field myself. My dad played for a long time at Stephen F. Austin back in the 70s and was part of the original team that started out there. And I think around that time, the way my dad explained it was there was a guy running up and down the dorm saying, hey, do you want to come play rugby? (laughs) And so they all went out there. But rugby has an incredible history, a little bit more slower pace in the United States. But collegiate rugby has been around for quite some time. I feel like every year we get closer and closer, inching towards more of a true NCAA sport. Whenever you're talking about playing rugby, what is really the pitch to those folks that have never probably even heard of it? Obviously, it's got to tie to people's desire to continue playing sports after high school and choose not to go into NCAA football, basketball, wrestling, whatever it is, or they just don't have the capability to play at that level necessarily, but they want to continue some kind of sport. And a lot of them haven't any exposure whatsoever to a contact sport and are attracted to rugby for some reason Mm -hmm. and come out and want to play. But my pitch, I guess, as it were, to them when we first meet and that I say in all of our team meetings especially when guys are first coming out, is this is a sport unlike anything you'll ever encounter. It's physical for sure. It's the ultimate in team sports. It's the ultimate in developing camaraderie amongst the participants and the teammates. And you will have relationships for the rest of your lives from Mm. all over the world. One of the things I say is you can drop me into almost any country in the world right now that plays rugby and I'll know somebody there and they'll take me in and feed me and take care of me because it's a big fraternity. Absolutely. That happens to beat each other up on Saturday. Right. Whatever you mentioned, I'm sure you guys get it too. It's like, well, I played rugby for UTSA. Everyone goes, whoa, that's crazy. Yeah. It's like, well, it's not as crazy as you think. Granted, the first couple of weeks when you have those kids that are just coming out of football, they know a smash mouth, you get some broken noses here and there. But it's really a game of strategy and surprisingly a lot of finesse. (laughs) And A lot. Yeah. Yeah. And your coaching strategy too. I mean, you're not really one to lay into folks as a grinding type coach. You do teach the fundamentals of the game in a way to keep everybody as safe as possible, but also be successful. What is your typical philosophy around the start of the season? Well, other than trying to figure out who's who and what everybody's name is and where they fit positionally, the other thing I really try to communicate more than anything else is you got to be very aware. Every time you touch the ball, you're the quarterback. Or as I say quite often, you're the point guard on the basketball team. You know, when you're running with the ball, you've got to be aware of everybody, every point around the field. Mm -hmm. And your job is to set up the person next to you. Mm -hmm. So you got to look for space. You got to think very strategically. You got to know what you're doing when you go into the situation. Situation, but also know that it's going to change in a, a split second. second. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly right. And stay calm. 
stay energized and stay aggressive. And that's not an easy group of words to put together. Yeah, I mean, that's quite a combination of emotions going on. Yeah, it is, yeah. right? Yeah. Wouldn't you agree that that's kind of the way it is? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I always say think slow and play fast. Right. I mean, you want to keep your body moving, but you've got to be calm in your mind and your eyes are all around the field mm-hmm. and understand where the opportunities are. I feel like every year, too, the players get bigger and faster and stronger. And I believe that the level of coaching is also increasing across the board. Yeah, we're seeing the sport being publicized a little bit more. Just yesterday, from the date of this recording, I was watching the sevens tournament in LA. And for folks that aren't familiar with rugby, there's multiple kinds that are out there. There's the 15s union, which is the UTSA 15 side, 15 players on each side, 40 minute halves. It's a slow grind of a game. Then there's sevens, seven players per side, seven minutes per half, really fast pace, still a full size field, exhausting and annoying. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And David can relate with me here as I was not built for sevens. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but it is really great to kind of see how far the sport has come and the voices amongst NCAA and seeing kind of the following of where we're at. The adoption of Major League Rugby, yeah. which is also a huge component to a lot of this, which is providing some post-collegiate play for some players. For sure. and, and in fact, that's one of the other things things I tell them is there's no other sport you're going to find in the United States right now where you can start fresh in college with the opportunity of playing pro mm-hmm. or playing in the Olympics. Right. Because it's so relatively new in the United States mm-hmm. that if you bring some talent, some sports ability and are made for the game, you could be a pro athlete. Yeah. Who would have ever thought that? And being in Texas too, I mean, you got to have an interesting selection of athletes, at least from the football realm. But I feel like a lot of your work as the coach at UTSA is teaching the players the fundamentals of the sport because yeah. like all of us have heard multiple times from folks going to their first ever rugby game is I didn't get it. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of nuances. Now from a basic level, the sport itself is actually pretty simple. Yes. The rules that become confusing are the very little subtle things that happen, which throws a lot of confusion. Now I feel like UTSA has done a pretty good job for the most part when Shane, when your assistant coaches would be out there commentating on the field and explaining what the call was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the crowd can be like, oh, okay, I get that. And that's really, I think, what it's going to take. If you get a chance to go see a game, I highly recommend just sitting back and don't get so wrapped up into the calls specifically. Start from a broader level and try to understand what each player is doing from each side of the field and start there. Because I can tell you from a guy that's played it before, I still get confused by some calls that are hmm. that are made. So do I. <laughs> Every weekend. Well, and, and the game is changing too. The rules are changing yeah, constantly, you know. But for the right reasons, I feel like it's, it is protecting the players for the most part, especially as they get bigger, faster, and stronger. Absolutely. So how is this recruiting going? I know that you guys are pretty hyperactive on going to any sort of events you can to recruit new players. How has it been the last couple of years on recruiting? Last year, we started out really strong. Had some great athletes and good experience come out and then unfortunately hit a bad patch on injuries Mm -hmm. and ended up the year without so many. Mm -hmm. Things happen. Luckily, like two of the guys sitting here, they gutted it out and played through the pain and we ended up with a very, very successful season. Yeah. This year, we're seeing some great numbers as far as new people. And this is the best year I've seen with guys coming in with experience. Oh, wow. And when I look through the sign-up page, most of them were freshmen Mm. and they'd played high school rugby before. And then a handful of them who have played at another university or some club somewhere. Okay. So whereas historically, if you had say 25 guys come out maybe four of them had experience with rugby okay yeah now this year we had about 23 brand new guys and probably 18 of them 
Wow. 17 of them have wow. some kind of rugby experience. That is awesome. Yeah. The adoption of rugby into high school sports, too. Absolutely. Um, and there's always this kind of battle, right? Living in Texas, football is king. Mm-hmm. And even hearing some folks talking about coaches putting restrictions on players yeah. of not like allowing them to go play rugby in the offseason, which blows my mind mm-hmm. because you would have probably the most in shape, aggressive, and smart player exactly. on the football field. How are you battling that? Is that still kind of a common scene that you're seeing? Absolutely. We don't have to fight it at the college level much at all. Either you're playing college football or you're playing college rugby or something to that regard. In high school, these kids have to fight through a lot of that Mm -hmm. stuff. I mean, Caleb is as good a person to talk to as anybody as to what they face. I know in the high school out in our area, and I'm not judging them. They have a tough job to do. High school football coaches, that's one of the toughest jobs probably out there. And they got to protect what they do. Sure. And they got to protect the ones that pay their salary. which is the parents and these kids and it's tough and so they want to keep them focused on what they're doing but you know let them out of the cage let them have a little fun experience other things right and there may even be conversation about the repetitive injuries that we're seeing now because whether it's volleyball or football or whatever it is if that's all they're doing their body needs some other yeah. I don't know if it's rugby. Well, yeah. I, and that's a, and, you, know, you see some pretty alarming stats of even preseason football training of the injuries that come out of that versus overall season injuries in rugby. Yeah. And it doesn't matter what oh, sport sure. you play. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I mean, I think I got hurt more playing basketball than I did mm-hmm. playing rugby. So, Caleb, tell me, where did you come from? Yeah, um, so what was your path to rugby like? So, I will kind of piggyback off of that with the high school football thing. I played high school football here at Clark in San Antonio for a while. And then I was kind of looking for position change and I was going back and forth with some coaches and they didn't really want to change it I just felt like I could do more with my skill set I guess mm-hmm. so then I just one day YouTubed some cool sports right I, I <laughs> popped up rugby popped up my thing I was like this looks like me through and through my junior high school I went out to play with Pete's son actually he played with me in high school and a coach was from New Zealand Jason Little yeah yeah I'm sure you're familiar oh, yeah, with him yeah. yeah he's back in New Zealand yes yeah. he is yeah so that's another coaching thing. in New Zealand yeah mm-hmm. talk about traveling the world that's somebody that I could go to anytime and stay with him and yeah. that's awesome so play Played for their seventh season. That was my first year. And my football coaches were not very happy about that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, So what was that like? It was a weird, just don't talk about it kind of thing. But I would get funny looks in the weight room if I was like, oh, I'm going to rugby. Because then I kind of started stealing some guys, too. Because when they find rugby, they're like, oh, man, I don't got to play D-line anymore. I can touch the ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And that's how I was. We'll get to you, David, on that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So then we played sevens that year. I actually had to have a conversation with my coaches. I said, if y'all want to keep me, then you're going to have to change my position and do that a bit more my, mm-hmm. use my skill set a bit more and they just refused so I was like all right and I don't think that they saw me quitting because I was in the weight room every morning early yeah. I quit and then I was like I'm just gonna play rugby senior year we fielded the first 15s team for that high school club because I brought 13 guys or wow. something from my high school yeah the coaches were not happy about that really either but uh, <laughs> when they, they finished football in the fall and then we all played in the spring and it was all right but I wouldn't get access to the weight room anymore they'd kind of make fun of me like oh you're going to rugby practice and this is I mean no offense to anybody there that was doing that like I understand like mm-hmm. pizza they got a job to do but for me I was like all right if y'all are gonna be like that then I'll just take the guys with me and yeah, yeah yeah like I'll show you kind of thing yeah was it ever like a thought of playing football in college it or? was yeah actually yeah. a lot of people I played high school rugby with Brendan he plays in Kansas now and I'd talked to some schools some private smaller schools yeah, and yeah. it was definitely a thought of mine and I probably if I stayed with it maybe would have done it but then I met Pete and he would be out there at the high school practices and mm. he would slowly kind of put things in my head like yeah maybe play for UTSA and 
I was yeah. like, oh, I want to get out of here. I'm going to go play for Western Washington or something, or even for rugby too. And then I spoke with Pete Moore, and I will just say one of the best coaches I've ever had. It's hard to move away from that when you experience that level of coaching and that he understands me in that way, how I play and how I work. So I'll go to UTSA. <laughs> Thank God. At the end of the day, nice. yeah. And I got a little bit of a scholarship from my high school club as well, as long as I played college rugby. Okay, They set nice. up yeah, a little fund, and I was the recipient. And then as long as I kept a 3.0 plus GPA and played college rugby, then yeah. that was good. And Pete was going to make sure of that. So yeah. then went to UTSA, played freshman year, and it was a super good choice. I'm glad I didn't yeah. go anywhere else. That's incredible, too. I mean, the fact that the individual clubs are putting together scholarships for players to go. And yeah, to the from high level. school even. Because, I mean, rugby is a grassroots sport. Absolutely. It really takes the community as a whole to shine a light on the sport and the opportunity for the students coming and play. And in my experience with coaches, the grades are the most important. This is a privilege to be able to come out and run and represent UTSA at that level, but you have to earn it. It's not just coming out to practice two times a week or be in the weight room every single morning, but you got to be bringing the grades in as well because we had players benched. Yes, Dad Gunnick. (laughs) But also, too, if any one of those players were to say, hey, I'm struggling here, it's the rest of the team that would be willing to jump in and say, what can we do to help? You know, and to find that in a club sport, you know, there's many club sports at UTSA. Not to take away from any of that, but like Coach had put at the top of the interview, there is really no sport like rugby. And I've played just about all of them. And when I had a chance to come and play for UTSA, being the older guy, that brotherhood that was established so early on, it really kind of changed my whole perception of what going back to school was like. That extra drive, it became something more than just going to school. It helped keep me in college after my freshman year, honestly, right, yeah. because I just didn't know what I wanted to do exactly. You know, you get burned out a little bit yeah. going through middle school, high school. Yeah. Now you're in college, no <laughs> breaks in there whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And if it hadn't been, I mean, I would have finished up my college career, but I, I would have at least set out probably a year or two. Yeah. But I wasn't going to leave the team. Right, Exactly. There was no way I wasn't coming back. What's wild, too, is watching the socials of the students coming in. We had just had moving day at the campus, and there's some social media pages that are geared towards parents dropping off their students. And the concern that their child really doesn't have anything to do. They're just kind of stuck in their dorm and not sure what's going on. And granted, it takes a little bit of time to get your feet under you. But the sooner they find something like this, I feel like the better. I don't know what the statistic is, but I would imagine it's significantly higher if they're involved in some sort of a club sport or any sort of a club. The graduation rate for the rugby team has got to be pretty high. I would think so. Yeah. yeah, I mean, except for the ones that choose to go elsewhere right, early yeah. in their college career, they all graduated, we'd still have them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like, too, the players that just either drop off, they find some other club or something else to go into, and that's fine, too. Yeah, it takes a unique individual. Yes. Yeah. And one of the other coaches have said it's the most serious, hardworking club sport you'll ever mm-hmm. participate in. I would agree. You know, yeah. because of the commitment and the camaraderie. Well, it becomes much more than a hobby. Well, yeah. I mean, when you're <laughs> playing for a national championship. Exactly. That makes it totally different. Yeah, and, and we'll get into what has occurred with the club since its inception. But before we do that, I want to talk to David. David Phillips, graduate with the undergrad in finance. You're getting a master's in finance with, a, I imagine, for sure, graduation in December. <laughs> <laughs> About time. So you come from Houston, is that correct? Yeah, so I went to high school at Cypher High School in Cyprus. My start playing rugby was actually there in high school. So I was like a lot of the guys we see finished up playing high school football and then you're looking for something to do you're looking for somebody to hit it's not the same anymore right. so that spring semester i come back and the rugby team was barely new in the fall the guys they come out and play i'm like yeah i don't know i'm still playing football like you said a coach not gonna like it yeah so then we finished playing football and i'm sitting there and i'm like why not i haven't hit anybody in a minute <laughs> you know? and i get there and it's just stuck to me yeah finished out the season there 
And then I came to UTSA, and I was like, yeah, I played before. I'll give it a shot. Went out to practice, getting that same feeling. Yeah. It's just history since then. I remember when you came in and a man of your stature was never exciting to be in front of, I can tell you, especially when you have the ball. And really to kind of break down the responsibilities. So there's two sides of the team, right? There's your forwards and your backs. And most everybody equates rugby to the scrum. And all the folks that are in that scrum on that team are your forwards. Everyone else on the outside is the backs. Like I had mentioned, 15 aside, 40 minute halves on a full field. That is a grind game. And it's really up to the forwards to go up the field meter by meter and create the opportunities for the backs. Now, I remember pretty distinctly David's first catch and carry and making his presence known. It's one of those exciting things that you see. Typically, a lineman never expected to touch the ball. Mm-hmm. Now you are expected to carry the ball X amount of times in a game. Kind of brings out the kid in you. you know, everyone's a kid <laughs> in the backyard playing, then you get to high school, and football's great. Football's fun. I played O-line, D-line, and I love it. But then when you get that ball in your hands playing rugby, it's like, oh, wow. Yeah, it's different. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You get me excited. Yeah, you get to actually put points on the board, yeah. you know. And Lots of points. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Even just thinking about David carrying the ball gets me excited. <laughs> <laughs> I was always thankful that he was on our team. And, uh, yes, agreed. <laughs> I never wanted to stand on the other side of him. And David, your growth as a leader with the team has been something to watch also. I remember your freshman year, really kind of being shy, David, unless you're, you know, at the hangout afterwards. But (laughs) throughout the years, you kind of came out of your shell and took over as a captain. What was that experience like? And it's just a great experience. Like you said, being a younger guy, not knowing the game, kind of shy, a little timid to put myself out there. But I had a lot of guys that were there before me, really great guys overall, brought me out of that shell. And as I get older... You got to realize you got to take over that role. Mm-hmm. But I had very much of a uh, precedent set by those older guys. So yeah. it was something easy to step into and follow after learning from them. Yeah. And then at that point, it's really just me trying to do my job to show the next couple guys coming through how the game is supposed to be played, how you're supposed to interact with your buddies, how mm-hmm. rugby is. We talk about the camaraderie. And it's up to me to really kind of show the young guys and pass that on or else the game won't continue doing that. Yeah. Kind of just molded me into that person. I can't tell you how excited and proud I was to see you in that position. We had the alumni game this last year and really kind of seeing you step up and be that leader of the team was really exciting to see. And I'm really thankful for what you've done for the club as it is extremely important to carry this on. And I think it's going to equate to the level of players that we're getting this next year. Going back to what David was talking about, the other unique thing about rugby is nobody's threatened out there. Right. Nobody feels their position is being threatened. Everybody steps up and helps each other. Mm -hmm. Somebody's not doing a drill quite right or it doesn't understand a concept. And the coaches can't get to everybody all the time in the amount of time that we have. Mm -hmm. And it's cool to watch guys like Caleb and David pulling aside and explain what's going on and committing their time to helping these guys take us to another level that's got to be unique yeah very unique and it's a huge help from a coaching perspective you're gonna have a day too when you're gonna remember that freshman that you were working with as a senior and you're gonna be like man you know it is really really awesome to see that progression happen and again it's for the betterment of the club betterment for the sport and it is really exciting to see now that it is paying dividends at this point the fact that you guys made it to the national d1 AA national championship tournament last year was incredible We've gone to Lone Star Conference playoffs, but never have taken it to that level. What was last year like for you guys leading up to that championship tournament? It was brand new to all of us because like, that was the first year the pathway was really open. And like you said, we've always been successful here in Texas, going to the state playoffs. But getting to that national playoff level was very exciting. Yeah. And like we said, we had a couple injuries last year, more than a couple actually. But yeah. Coming down to it, everyone just kind of gutted it out. It kind of brought us closer together. Because, you know, like even like, as the board goes, you got to raise money for those type of things. Right. It's a lot of planning. And then once you finally get there, it's like, wow. All that running, all that yeah. paperwork, all uh-huh. that stuff you've been doing. We're here. We were in Kansas at the time playing. 
and we ended up losing to Kansas by five. Yeah. And then that's uh, the team that lost in the championship by five. Two tries called so back on our end. It's too. just a nice experience to see all that hard work because, like I said, I've been there since my last year, so my sixth year, and to see the growth from freshman year of where we were then, yeah. being yeah. in Kansas, being on the national stage and taking third is just it's phenomenal. Yeah, feeling. it's incredible. Caleb, what was your experience like? I took over for president pretty much for that time in the club, and there was a lot of paperwork, like you said, because we don't have the luxury of being an NCAA sport, right? Mm-hmm. So a lot of that paperwork goes through USA Rugby, which is the Olympic governing body, and then you got the college rugby affiliates of all that. So I had the pleasure of <laughs> uh, being in coordination with the school about getting records signed for our players to make sure they're eligible, and then sending that to USA Rugby, and then fundraising, and hotels, and vans, whatever was needed pretty much. So not only playing and being a captain, but then the admin side of that as well so that was kind of stressful for a little bit i can't lie but getting up there like david said one of the best experiences that i've ever had in rugby and just in general like i never forget that trip two games one on saturday one on sunday and i had a lot of fun saturday night and paid for it sunday morning and the next game i will say but yeah. uh yeah it was awesome it just really feels like building up to all that makes it all worth it never really thought that we'd ever get to that point especially so quickly granted the club's been around for a little while but just the incredible work that you guys have done club rugby you don't have the luxury of any sort of extra funding or anything else coming from the school this is all fundraised by the players trying to make things work the best that we can again it's still a club sport so all the extra paperwork everything else that's involved is done by the players and the coaches and really for the love of the sport you know always looking for opportunities for sponsorships for those folks that are out there that might be interested to learn more about that i will have all the contact information in the show notes to make sure to reach out to us or the contacts that are in the show notes to reach out to the group if you're interested in sponsoring as well it can uh, go through that big give or something like that that you know yeah, giving day yeah. so that way it's pre-text too right, right yeah yeah and it can be directed specifically to the the rugby team national giving day obviously we broke a whole bunch of records this last year with the amount of donations and donors so if you're looking for a way to do a tax incentive driven way to donate <laughs> that's a good way to do it exactly for sure August 6th, you guys had a UTSA rugby camp, which is a cool way to outreach. What was that like? That was especially focused on all the new guys that have been reaching out to us. Social media is driving so much. And more and more people are reaching out to us and started to get a pretty good collection of names of guys that wanted to come out and play this season mm-hmm. that we'd never met before. Plus, it's a great way for the existing players to sweat right. out some of the summer. But mostly, I want to see who was out there and just get everybody's hands on the ball again and running around and just have a little fun. We didn't work real hard, even though it was 105 degrees. And, <laughs> you know, and we didn't have to work real hard. It went really well. We had some alumni guys come out and help out. And I think it helps the new guys, too, to see people maybe closer to their age that are really experienced, though, in rugby and talking with them and Mm -hmm. helping them through the drills. I was surprised how well it went, obviously. That's awesome. And then we all got together at our house at a little pool party, and everybody got to talk some more and get to know each other some more. And so when practice started, everybody wasn't walking out there thinking, look, who are you and what is this? Right, yeah. It was a lot more laid back. Right. Because people were more comfortable. It's such a great way to start it, too, because, I mean, you're starting every season really with a whole fresh crew of guys and in order for a team to be successful there's got to be some continuity and there's got to be that camaraderie that's built into place and forgive me for jumping over this but the conference that UTSA is in is a Lone Star Conference and every year there's a select team that is picked to go represent Texas the United States more importantly the universities that they represent and every year we have a nice crop of UTSA players that do make the team during my time I was lucky enough to make the team for our trip over to New Zealand to go play over a two-week tour which was incredible this last year you guys went to Jamaica what was that like yeah that was really fun it's really interesting seeing what rugby can do and take you places that you never thought it would take you 
Jamaica was an interesting country, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's nothing like it going with your friends and new guys that you meet that become your friends. And those are experiences that y'all will never forget. And the rugby was pretty quality. We did well. I think we went two and one the mm-hmm. whole trip. It was better than we did in New Zealand. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think, yeah, the, the competition in Jamaica might be a little bit less than yeah, New yeah. Zealand. Maybe. <laughs> uh, even the camps leading up to it, you meet the guys from other schools. And one day you'll probably play against them or with them on yeah, for clubs. Sure. And there's always a crossover. And just that experience with those guys and then the guys you've been playing with for three or four years mm-hmm. as it just adds to it uh, things that you won't forget and there's really no no experience like rugby honestly just to sum it all up yeah. in that way now david you've been on a few of these trips over your mm-hmm. six years jamaica was my second tour the first one i went to the cayman islands previously before COVID. actually i was 2019 going to jamaica was a great time also being captain at utsa i was actually fortunate enough to be chosen as one of the captains for that all-star team Dang. that went to jamaica and that's just a fun experience. Like Caleb said, me playing with the guys from other schools, like during the season, you're beating up on each other. Mm-hmm. But then once a month, we get together for the selection process and the team practices and getting to know these guys, getting to lead these guys as captains was a great experience. Yeah. And you come together and you learn. You have a brand new coach, high performance coach, you learn from him, but you also learn from those guys at the other schools. Because yeah. a lot of these guys come together, captains or top players at their other schools. So that the level of play at the camps and overseas is just a high level. It just pulls the best out in you. And being in Jamaica for about a week, 10 days, a week and a half, yeah, just training every day and then going to the beach and relaxing with everybody. It's just a really yeah. good time doing what you love and having yeah. a good time abroad. In my experience with it and doing the combines, the way that it plays out is there's an overall tryout, multiple tryouts, and then the team is selected and then you have to do combines leading up to the tour. Once you made the team, it's exciting. And again, keep in mind, as players, you are responsible to pay your way to make it happen or raise funds to do that. But it is a great opportunity. I felt like being able to play with other players from other universities, especially after going the whole season of beating each other up, mm-hmm. those guys I still talk to this day. A lot of them are going off doing some amazing things in rugby even. Yeah. It's something that I'll never forget was our time together as a team and then us being able to represent UTSA because I think there was four or five of us that made the New Zealand trip. And sitting back and thinking about it now, it's like we got to represent UTSA on an international level. And every year we have these crop of students that are going out there and doing the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. It is truly, truly incredible. And again, full plug of fundraising. If you are interested in helping, there's many ways to do that. And monetarily, these guys really need all the help that they can get to create more of these opportunities because next year there'll be another tour and the year after there'll be another tour. So we have these freshmen and sophomores that are coming in that will be putting their skills up to the test, especially if they played before. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so and that's very unique to the Lone Star Conference, too. Exactly, yeah. That the commissioner has put that together and has an annual tour. I mean, a lot of the conferences will name the select side, but then that's it. Hey, you made the select side. Right, right? yeah. This is an active ongoing traveling group of guys yeah. that play overseas together and learn together and become lifelong friends. Yeah, that's, absolutely. That's very unique. Well, I saw not too long ago, I guess it was the East and West Collegiate Playoffs or D1A, I think, and 15s. And the whole time I was like, you know, they, they spent all this time for one game, mm-hmm. you know, and we had a really, really unique experience to really put our skills up to the test. I mean, granted, we had a lot more to learn <laughs> to, to be competitive where we went. Yeah. But you guys got to play against the Jamaican national team. Yeah, is that right? Yeah, we did. Yeah. And beat them. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's cool because we have like a group chat and sometimes I'll send some of the guys we played against playing on the national yeah, sevens team. Right now. Yeah, yeah. They're playing in all kinds of places. But we saw this little Jamaican guy that we played against and he's just out there doing the same thing he, was he, there? he did to us. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Uh, and it's like, oh, yeah, I know that guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. So it's interesting. And you'll see that with a lot of people. Some guys that I played against, I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember playing against him. I didn't really like playing against him. 
him that much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy, like you said, living vicariously sometimes through other people, what they it's do. It's pretty cool, man. Yeah. It is pretty cool. And then I played a little bit of club ball after college and really kind of getting to do that because you kind of come up with the same crew and then you see them at the different clubs from yeah. that level. Even going up into the national competition for that and seeing guys that we played against there, it's yeah. like pretty widespread. Yeah. And it is really awesome because, I mean, it really starts here and it is really exciting to see the progress that has been made so far. And UTSA rugby on the seven side has actually gone to the national qualifier twice, which is awesome as well, right? So it talk about the exposure for the university that this brings. And then to cap off last season, five players being recognized for D1 AA college players of the spring, five players at UTSA, Caleb Yu being one, David Yu being another, Brendan Bennett for center, Ricardo DeLuna for a wing and fullback, and then Josiah Roberts playing hooker, our number two. If you don't know what a hooker is, it's not the one that you're thinking of. It's, it's an actual position in rugby. Correct. So that just adds to it, right? And I mean, just the incredible exposure that you guys are bringing to the university. I would imagine it's helping with recruiting as well. That, yes. It must be because we've never seen anything this year. People just coming out through social media saying, I want to play, I want to play, I want to play. You know, I've yep. played somewhere before. We've had to kind of go out and do harder recruiting, which we still need to do. Sure. Coming out of COVID, we had a surprising number. Yeah, and this athletes. year, that doubled. After COVID, we had a lot of athletes, maybe not so much as much experience, rugby experience. Yeah. I think a lot of the guys, when I managed the Instagram, a lot of the guys would message seeing our posts that we're going to Kansas, we're doing yeah. that, okay. and the Jamaica thing. Okay. And so the ones that had played before, looking at UTSA now, I was like, oh, this is a serious program. Yeah. So I think that that certainly, this past year, helped on social media, at least, guys that are kind of familiar with rugby in Texas that played high school clubs or wherever and then they see UTSA now and I'm sure that's like they've got second in conference and yeah. then third in D1AA Nationals so yeah. it's like well yeah I'm gonna go play there. I mean, yeah. It's opened my eyes a lot too. I've been around rugby for a long time and I've been blessed to play a decent level of rugby throughout that time and against some really good players but you kind of get stuck in your own little world and here in Texas and playing each other and beating each other up and mm-hmm. you know competing with each other mm-hmm. and you don't realize really how high a level we're playing around here. Right. You know so with a handful of teams and what kind of players that we have around here and yeah. maybe I lost track of that too a little bit because you're just so focused on every weekend and what's going on here and season after season but going up to Kansas where KU has been around since the early 70s mm-hmm. right they have a ton of money they own their own fields clubhouses they've got so much stuff going on up there wow. they had 50 some guys on their team yeah, right wow and then the University of Minnesota who was there as well they came in not expecting much from this Texas group. Mm. I heard it, yeah. and you could see it. But they were also very respectful from what I saw after the fact, and they were humbled yeah. <laughs> by what these guys did to them. Wow. And, and I have a lot of guys that I played with and against that came and washed, and they were very, very complimentary of the way these guys played and hustled against teams that have been around for decades. It's something that I'm extremely proud of, and I try to give a shout-out to the rugby team as often as I can on here and bring it to the foresight that, hey, this sport does exist at UTSA, and just like every other sport, we want to be able to shine a light the best that we can. Now, an interesting connection with President Amy. He's a former rugby player, and his wife, Peggy, her brothers are heavily involved with the Mystic River Rugby Club out on the East Coast, and relatively recently, Peggy had reached out to me to see about getting UTSA and San Antonio rugby connected with the touring group high school team over here and working with Pete and the group at San Antonio Rugby Football Club. We're able to bring those boys in from Boston and show them the ways of Texas. And thank you for all that you did and you guys did as a club to help facilitate that because that's really what it's all about. 
There were a high school team, the club high school team that played against them. They got connected really well. And one thing that we had constantly talked about is this opens the door for travel amongst both teams, right? Yeah. And being able to go over there and represent and have a place to stay yep. <laughs> and be taken care of, you know? Yep. I know that Peggy and President Amy are extremely grateful for what UTSA Rugby had done for that tour, as it was a lot of fun, for sure. Mm-hmm. So we have the 2023 season. And then this is something I wanted to highlight to everyone that's listening that, you know, I know that it's easy to equate a club sport to almost intramural. You don't understand who these guys are playing against and what sort of competition that's out there. But the season goes like this. The team will play against the University of Dallas and then Rice and then Sam Houston, which is a powerhouse within the conference. They had an incredible team last year. Yes. And then they play Texas A&M, followed by Texas State then UTEP, then the University of Texas at Austin, and then Angelo State, and then the playoffs. So we're talking about eight regular conference games, and then snuck right in there in December is the alumni game. That is something that is also pretty unique amongst all the sports, is that chance for the alumni to come back and play against the current team. What sort of camaraderie do you feel like that builds with the student-athletes? A lot of trash talking. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> like, literally months of it. Hey, months yeah. of it. That's exactly right. A lot of threats, a lot of challenges are laid down. Yeah, yeah. It's just back to that camaraderie and the brotherhood of it all. You know, nobody's coming out to hurt anybody, but nobody's coming out and backing off either. Right. I mean, there's some pretty serious stuff going on out yeah, there. Yeah, yes. Yeah. And it's a joy to watch, especially as a coach. To, I can't lose that game, right? I UTSA guys on both sides, you know? Right, I just yeah. want you guys to take it easy on the guys right, that are still, yeah. still, you still playing. Have, you still have I a, still a need game. Them. Yeah, I don't care if you guys get hurt. <laughs> right. The last game was a ton of fun, and the feeling after the game, even with the alumni talking to oh, yeah. the current team of, you know, here's some things that you can look at. Yeah. You're wrapping up your season at that point. You're about to go into playoffs. The alumni want to put their best foot forward on the development of the club because at the end of the day, we all love the club. Yeah. Regardless of where we go afterwards, our heart is still part of UTSA rugby. Mm-hmm. Like I mentioned at the top of the interview, there's also women's rugby at UTSA, which is always a surprising thing for people to hear about also, yeah. is that there's a women's club and they're actually really, really good. Yeah, they are. So they are recently ranked number nine in the Division Two preseason power 10 by the National Collegiate Rugby. They play this year against a A&M, UT, Texas Tech, and Texas State. There's some real competition. Really want to push just for you guys to go out and go see a game. You want to make sure that you follow UTSA Rugby and all the social medias and excited to see the new team. Guys, thank you for everything that you guys have done. So Caleb, you're recently graduated. I am. Yep. As of December, I had a little bit of extra eligibility because of COVID. So I played and I graduated. I worked at Bear County Juvenile Detention for a while. I liked the kids. It was awesome work. I wanted to give back and help, but at the end of the day, the hours and all that. So by some random (laughs) thing, I got into property insurance. So now I'm an adjuster for Allstate. And certainly talking with a lot of guys though on UTSA Rugby has helped me shape what things I look for going forward. And then the connections professionally too, like having you and Pete and Roland, there's all kinds of stuff out there. So I wouldn't be surprised if one way or another rugby gets me connected with somebody in some shape or form. Absolutely. Are you continuing to play or? I am. Yeah. So we're actually, I think we're all going to San Antonio. Hey, there we go. Is that the official announcement? There we go. (laughs) (laughs) There it is. I have the Contracts assigned to my office right yeah. yeah. I'm just here to recruit. <laughs> yeah, Alamo City, unfortunately, I don't think they're eligible for playoffs this year because they had to forfeit a game or something. Yeah. But um, we want to be able to compete, and that's yeah. I think the official thing is in San Antonio. Yeah. And for the folks listening, there's two long-standing men's clubs in San Antonio, San Antonio Rugby Football Club and Alamo City. Pete, you have experience with both clubs. Mostly Alamo City. Mostly yeah, Alamo City. It's all rugby to me, yeah. so it doesn't make any difference to me. And the history of rugby in San Antonio is 50 years 
long. A lot of people don't realize that in yeah. San Antonio also. Yeah. Yeah. I played for San Antonio RFC coming out of school, and my experience with that was really incredible. The level of play, it's a lot quicker, hits a little bit harder. But you learn, too, that it's not all about the physicality. It's about the actual level of play. And it is exciting to continue on. And, David, you're wrapping up grad school. You had an internship. Yeah, I had an internship with Northwestern Mutual, actually being a financial representative. And I was there for about, I want to say, 10 or so months. I love my time there, but being coming fresh out of school, I didn't feel like being a financial representative was probably in my best interest right then. Yeah. And I think COVID happening was probably more of a blessing after I finished. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I probably made the right choice. So I chose to go back to school. Okay. My master's degree in finance, and I'm about to wrap that up. A lot like most young people, not really having a plan set. Yeah, yeah. Kind of seeing what falls and then me going to job. Right now, you're either going to get your PhD <laughs> or... Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to school, but hopefully just get out there and hustle and just kind of get my career going. Absolutely. If there's anybody out there that's looking, we have a master's in finance. You're actually way more qualified than I am to do my own job. So there's some opportunity there. And uh, obviously, we'll do whatever we can from an alumni base to help you guys out. If there's any questions or anything that we can do, please let us know. Coach Pete, how's business? Great. We've been blessed to be around for a long time so we can weather the ups and downs and it's so similar you know I coach my clients on how to build their financial world and I coach the guys on the team you know how to <laughs> everything life yeah, yeah life everything goes really <laughs> rugby and, and, life and there are amazing stories that come out of both sides of it it's funny how that works out yeah before I hit record I mean the conversations that we've had on the show is no one's path is linear that's right it's always circumstance you're preparing yourself for something yep and the time will come when it's right and it normally works out for the best. But guys, thank you all so much. I'm, again, so grateful for your time, grateful for UTSA Rugby, grateful for what it has done for me. I know that it has helped me out tremendously in that realm, but it also professionally. The way I liken it is that by playing rugby, I put myself in some of the most extreme situations that regardless of what I do in the business world is not ever that extreme. <laughs> you know, yeah. so. And Caleb said, it's all about the connections. I mean, yeah. I am where I am because of rugby. Knowing this person and meeting that person and just getting on down the yeah. road and we're all out to help each other. And I can tell you the relationships that I have here at this table with guys like you and all the guys that have played on the team, there's just nothing. I had no idea what to expect when Mm -hmm. I started coaching. I did it completely out of selfish terms because I just wanted to stay connected and I couldn't play anymore. And that's all it was. I'm just out there for me. That's changed completely. Well, I can tell you, Coach, like you have a big group of guys, alumni and current players that love you and really are very thankful for what you've done. Despite Uh, everything? Despite everything. (laughs) All the the clipboards, bro. I've got a really great picture of you yelling at me on the sidelines. I got that picture still. Yeah. That's a classic picture. It is a classic I was picture. instructing. I wasn't. That's trying. right. Right, right. It, it was the heat of the moment. Here it was the heat of the moment. But thank you for everything that you've done for the club and for the university. Thank you for this. The more we can spread the word, the better. I'll post the links and stuff for the schedule. So those of you that are listening, check it out. Go to a home game. It's on the main campus, out in the rec fields, and it's free. You can come in, watch a game. It's extremely entertaining. Sometimes there's double headers where the women's team is playing also. So go out there, check out a game. I promise you, if you really sit down and watch it, you're going to get hooked. And if you're interested in supporting the team, those links will be in the show notes as well. And I highly suggest that you do so. But fellas, really appreciate it. Thank Thank you very much. Birds up. So there you have our owner nation in the interview with UTSA rugby coach Peter Lewis and two American college rugby all-American players, 
Caleb Akerson and David Phillips. And it's really awesome to see and, and hear their stories. Because, I mean, I know my personal effect of, of mm-hmm. being on the club and playing for UTSA. But really kind of seeing them. I had the chance to, to play with David his freshman year. Uh, was the year that I was graduating. And just to see him really grow as a player and as, as, a, as a really bright young man going back and getting his NBA. I'm really excited to see what both of those guys have in store for them moving forward. I did see also that uh, we do have a number of players that moved on and uh, signed with San Antonio Rugby Football Club, which is my former men's club that I also played for. So the UTSA legacy continues. Uh, those boys actually just played in a tournament uh, where they actually went undefeated in Austin nice. uh, against those clubs up there. So oh, wow. excited to see that happen. The men's club is currently sitting at 3-1 and one right now. Uh, the next home game is this Saturday versus Trinity. So the football game versus UAB is an away game, so we'll have to watch it on TV. It's a 2.30 p.m. kickoff. Uh, you can actually make this rugby game on the main campus at the rec fields. Kickoff is at 6.30 p.m. again uh, versus Trinity. The next home game after that is on November 17th versus UT Austin. So that is always a good matchup, a really hard-hitting match. Uh, so if you want to actually see this stuff in action and watch these roadrunners get after it, do your best to go out there and make a game. It's on the main campus at the rec fields. Um, it's really hard to miss once you get out there. But I do strongly suggest you go check that out. And uh, like I said, both of those kickoffs are at 6.30 p.m. I have to do a real quick shout-out to the women's rugby team. UTSA does have a women's rugby team that came into the season ranked number nine nationally for Division II. Uh, and now they're, they're wrapping up their, the end of their 15 season with a strong win versus Texas Tech in the conference regionals. And we'll be heading to Wayne, Nebraska to qualify for nationals, which will be held in Houston. Oh, cool. Right. So they're currently fundraising to make that trip happen with as less stress as possible. I'm going to try to get the QR code on the show notes. If anything, I'll have a link to that specifically. So if you would like to give to the Women's Rugby Club as they go and represent UTSA on their national championship campaign, please do. And then we'll also keep you posted on what's going on with the men's club as the playoffs are right around the corner, which will be in February, March. So good luck, fellas, and Coach, and David, and Caleb. Thank you again so much for the time. I'm really, really proud to see where the club has gone since I've left and where really the trajectory of where the club is headed right now because I do know that there's a lot of high schools that have rugby clubs. We're actually getting a lot of recruits that are coming in, which in the broad scheme of things is really great for the university as we bring on new students that uh, really weren't even aware of UTSA, that maybe those students are rugby-focused and with us being on the but kind of on a national spotlight, you know, it's good to see those recruits come in. So not to mention, as you listen to President Amy, he's also a rugger himself. So uh, (laughs) there's there's rugby ties all in and out of UTSA. But uh, guys, thank you again so much and good luck on the rest of the season. Uh, Yvonne, what else we have going on at the University and the Alumni Association? Yeah, so just kind of a little quick recap. We had the opportunity to go and be guests at the Bold Moments event that happened on campus a week and a half ago or so. Mm-hmm. This was just a wonderful celebration and talking about where we are with the Be Bold campaign, but it was really more a focus of the programs and the students there at UTSA. So we had a chance to go you know, visit different breakout sessions. I chose to go and do the uh, musicians showcase. Yeah, that's. It, I, I'm sorry, I missed that. That would have been awesome. That was very, very cool. So the way they had it, it was basically you know about 45 minutes, and they rotated through musicians from all different backgrounds and presenting different styles of music. There was a acoustic guitar duo. There was singers. There were ensembles, wind ensembles. They had a whole percussion ensemble at the end. And I, I thought what was really neat, they had an organist 
Is that is what, what, that what she right. called? Yeah. Um, she played Takata from Takata and Fugue on the organ <laughs> there wow. in the. So I, I recorded it because I I've been meaning to show you. Yeah. I haven't shown you yet. I haven't shown me yet. No. But uh, yeah, it was a really really powerful performance. It was pretty cool. I love that space. It just the acoustics in there is awesome. So loved the seeing the students performing, and uh, then there were other sessions. Um, I went in another breakout session that was talking about the UTSA ties to the business community and what some specific research projects are happening between UTSA and industry partners and what mutual benefit that's bringing to all parties involved. Uh, So that was a really neat session. Um, Dean Halbesleben was the moderator for the panelists. So I really enjoyed that. It was great. I I thought it was a wonderful experience. Oh, and then at the end, we had the reception. We got to go and visit with several research projects that our students are doing. So I talked to a couple of archaeology students, a couple of folks who are doing the hyperspeed wind tunnel with Dr. Chris Combs. And so that was really neat to see. So I'm planning a trip to go out there and they would love to have guests come and check out the wind tunnel and what they do. It's really fascinating. I loved it. It was just awesome. It was a lot of fun. So we have a couple of tailgates coming up, obviously, with the football games. So we have our Roadrunner Nation tailgate for the Louisiana Tech game coming up on the 12th. It'll open three hours before kickoff, which is 2.30. So come out and support our Roadrunners. Mix and mingle. Have some food. Have some drinks with your fellow alumni and families. And then we have a Career Talk Tuesday session, which is about salary negotiations. So this is always kind of a really hot topic. And that's on the 15th. And then also on the 15th is Credit Human, who is sponsoring Understanding Student Loan Repayment Options. This is also a virtual and in-person event on the 15th. And you can find out more about these events and how to register for them on the website at utsa.edu backslash alumni. And just a quick note, the next away game in Houston on the 19th, there is going to be an away tailgate there. So if you're going to be traveling to Houston for the game, uh, or you're living in Houston and you want to go out and support the Roadrunners, uh, we will be hosting an away tailgate. That is an early game. It starts at 12. So mm-hmm. mark your calendars. That, that's the game against Rice. That's a game against Rice. That's yes. a big game because Rice big is game. kind of one of those, I don't know, Upset our teams, I think, this year. Yeah, they're not upsetting anything here with UTSA. Hey, here we go. Gonna show up. Let's go and dominate. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, some that and more at utsa.edu/backslash/alumni. Yeah, and on the alumni tailgates that are at home, make sure you do yourself a favor. Go online. Number one, make sure you have your alumni membership down, right? And if you are a life member, you actually get some special perks that are in there as well. So upgrade your membership to a life membership and enjoy those perks that we have. But if you're just planning to attend, make sure you go online and get your tickets to the tailgate as it makes it easier for the entry into the tailgate. And so you get in there as soon as possible and enjoy all the things that are happening there as well. So a quick rundown of uh, other sports that are going on. Women's soccer is coming in to face number three UAB in the Conference USA quarterfinal round. Actually, on the date of this recording, actually, the, so we're recording this on the Wednesday before the publishing, and there's a lot of stuff that's happening today, including another Credit Human thing that is happening on campus. But the women's soccer game is happening today, so we can provide updates when that game is completed. Men's basketball is actually kicking off their 2022-23 campaign with an exhibition against Shriner today as well. Men's tennis, Magadan and Rodriguez are ready for the ITA Nationals. A big shout out and congratulations to football player Joshua Cephas for being added to the Boletnikov Award watch list. And then we have our UAB game.
game this Saturday in Birmingham, Alabama. Kickoff is at 2.30 p.m. Uh, there are, are watch parties really all over the city, but if you want to stay at home, it is going to be on the stadium channel. Yes. So make sure you check that out. Make sure you, you can find the stadium channel first. Yes. Uh, that's, uh, that's several streaming services offer yes, it, yeah. so check and those then, out. Yeah, one more thing. Uh, the new Roadrunner Conserveza cans are now available from Silver Eagle and in stores around town. And uh, we hope to see them at some tailgates. The proceeds for that benefit the zoo's conservation programs. Uh, this is done by Freetail. Uh, and I love the name Conservezas. <laughs> <laughs> but Tim Morrow, I guess he's a, a former board member, but director yeah. of the San Antonio Zoo. You know, congratulations on that. And I feel like if we're going to give back as alumni, we have to do our part and go and get ourselves some conservation. Oh, okay. Yeah, we can do it for the game. Drink for dollars. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you again so much to the UTSA Rugby Club, Coach Lewis, Caleb Akerson, and David Phillips for coming on and, and sharing their experience with UTSA. And, and again, I'm very proud to have them on the show. If you have a chance to go check out the game, please do. It is a blast to go out there and watch the game. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. And if you do us a solid, make sure you leave us that five-star rating review as it helps us more than you know. We have new episodes coming out every other Friday, publishing at 6 a.m., and we'll see you on the next one. Birds up. Birds up.